The fears, anxieties, and concerns tied with war can be overwhelming. How best to deal with them, especially as a parent of children during this difficult time? We asked educational psychologist Donna Goldsmith-Gautier, a representative of the Forum for Public Psychology, how to deal with the stress, fear, and sense of being overwhelmed at this time. I think, Naomi, you're right in what you're saying, is that we are all experiencing uh, very difficult and harsh emotions. As you said, fear, pain, worry, and a lot of confusion and a lot of unknowns. Um, I think that a lot of people are also feeling guilt at this period and point in time. I think it started with a lot of shock, but it's kind of evolved Um, I think that what's really important to remember is that all the reactions that a person might have are normal reactions to a very abnormal situation that we are in right now. And all the emotions that we might have are relevant and uh, are fine, okay. Um, I think that People and children, so um, as an educational psychologist, uh, we have a lot of uh, children and parents wanting to know what they can do with their children and what they should, how should they react. Um, And I, I think it's important to remember that the parents are, the more parents will be managed to be calm, uh, their children will feel calm as well. Um, you know, we, we, we often use a metaphor of uh, being in an airplane and you have oxygen mask that falls down. And, you know, on the airplane, they always say, first put the oxygen mask on the parents and then afterwards put the oxygen masks on the children. So um, that's kind of what we ask parents or suggest that parents do is find ways to then themselves um calm down and and be able to deal with the situation before they help their children or to help them better. And this varies depending upon the age of the child and their emotional needs and their awareness of surroundings as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that right now we can look at several different populations within the kids. So you have very, very young kids, then you have special need kids, and then you have older kids, and the different groups have different needs. Um, so for the younger kids, and also to a certain degree for the special need kids that don't maybe understand, I think that first of all, it's really important to explain the situation to all the kids. So the younger kids to try and explain it in words that are appropriate for them. Um, so explain what's happening, explain that there are people that are uh, in war with us, explain what it is, um, fighting about something that they want and or that we want that's very important, um, um, that many policemen and soldiers are out there to help us, explain, explain the situation. Um, Afterwards, I think what's really important is to plan going into the safe areas, the Miklatim, the Mamadim. Um, the more parents manage to prepare their kids for it, the easier it will be for the kids and for them uh, when, when and if they need to go into a safe place. Um, another thing that's really important is to try and keep a routine. Uh, if there's a bedtime routine, showers, stories, whatever, continue doing it as much as possible. I know that it's not always easy to do, but that's 
very important. Um, also, another thing that can be very helpful for kids is if, and for adults is if they have a certain job to do, like you're going to the, if there's an azaka, siren, you're going to the first room and maybe they'll be the ones that will pour water for, 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 for the family or take care of a, another sibling that it's harder for them, a younger sibling. That's also something that helps. Um, for the big kids, it's a little bit different. I think that for them, what's very much uh, a challenge is to control um, the content that they're exposed to on social media and media in general. Um, so that's, that's something that there's a lot of very, very harsh content out there. And uh, I think that that's the challenge with the older kids. Of course, explain the situation as well, but um, try to explain to them that the content that they see, they can't rub, it's very difficult to rub out afterwards. And that's, that's something that we can control in a situation where there's so much, so many things that are out of our control. That's something that we can actually control because um, being exposed to those kind of, that kind of contact can cause uh, secondary trauma. Um, and certainly in this age, uh, the tendency to keep the television open all of the time, uh, it can also enter into a loop uh, of stress. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that um, wanting to see the television and see what's going on is uh, often some sort of feeling that we want to have control in a situation where we don't have control. And uh, the problem with having the TV on all the time is definitely when you have children is that they're exposed to stuff that they can't understand. They don't know what's going on. And also, like you said, for, for us ourselves, and seeing in, you know, loop of the same photos, the same images, it tends to um, raise the stress levels rather than bring them down and it's highly not recommended to do that as much as possible. So you've mentioned having concrete tasks, um, trying to maintain some sort of routine, uh, limiting the exposure to disturbing or distressing content. What about how to process after uh, some kind of event or something happens? I think that um, the most important thing is, or one of the most important thing is to listen to your children and as parents share with your friends. So uh, um, sometimes kids won't say, you'll look at your kids and you'll think, okay, they're doing fine. You know, <laughs> they're fine. They're not stressed. They're going to the mama everything's okay. But uh, make sure that you ask your kids how they're feeling, what's going on, if they have any questions. Even if they ask questions that you're not really sure what the answer is, you can even say that. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what the answer to that is. But the most important is to be able to voice their emotions, voice what's going on, have somebody to listen to them. And as parents as well, talk to our friends, talk to our family members. Being alone is the hardest thing. So we want to try and not be alone. We want to be in contact with somebody. I think that doing something also helps a lot. Um, so this is not so much the after, but it's the during as well. Breathing, 
uh, doing something, uh, volunteering. I've had all kinds of people around me that are making cookies for soldiers and, uh, you know, helping out in all kinds of volunteer work that also helps a lot. It makes a person feel like they have something to, to contribute. And I want to say that if uh, most people, unfortunately, you know, we've been through this before or something similar to this before, um, and so we have all kinds of coping mechanisms that we already have in place. And most people will probably manage uh, to a certain extent to work through this with the help of friends, families, teachers, etc. Um, and I do want to say that if people that are in uh, find themselves in an extreme situation, they need to seek professional help. So um, there's the um, educational psychology services in all towns, Shogotsuhologhi Hinuhi, um, that that all kids that are in school can and parents can contact the school psychologist through the Yoetzet, uh counselor and the teachers. Um, there are all kinds of um, Maccabi and uh, Klalit and the Kupot Cholim have opened all kinds of um, lines that you can go and uh, ask to speak to people. There's Iran. There are all kinds of places where people can get um, help um, as far as that's concerned. And uh, also I want to say that sometimes people might need medical help so for... for so they can also turn to their doctors um, if that is needed. Um, I think the most important is not to be alone and uh, make sure that you have people around you.